Welcome to Season 3 of Everyday Intuition, the podcast for people who want to live life more confidently. I'm Susan Gorman, and I'm an intuitive counselor who's been helping people conquer uncertainty for over three decades. I believe intuition is our most natural resource, and discovering its inner workings will help you live your most authentic life. There's a reason why we look to our hearts to navigate life's challenges. So I invite you to join me in pulling intuition out of the margins, one hunch at a time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to August. It is August, so that means it is really warm. And so I am recording in my usual recording space, but the windows are open. So if you hear a bird or a lawnmower or some other wild creature, non-human sounds, or maybe some human sounds, people standing outside in their lawns. Actually, there will be no lawnmowers because we are in a drought right now and there's no grass growing. The lawns have gone dormant. But if you hear somebody outside my window shouting something like, God damn it, it's hot. (laughs) We might not be editing that stuff out right now because I don't know where all of you are, but we were due for a pretty hot summer for a number of years and uh, we got walloped. So that's where we're at. If you're in a place right now where you're warm and you can't get to the temperature you want to be, I'm sending you my condolences. And if you just love this weather, then I would say just go live your best life in it because very shortly in my neck of the woods, this is going to be a distant memory. As I say, the bill for August comes due around here in November. So today, what we're going to talk about is this question. It's a very eternally perplexing question in intuitive circles, and that is, why is it so hard to read for ourselves? The standard answer is usually because we're invested in what we're seeing. And that is a very true and very important point, that when there is an outcome in a situation that we're struggling with that we want, or if we think we know the best resolution to a situation to make a decision that's confusing and hard for us, it is that much harder to step back enough to see the bigger picture. Many, many times in our lives, we will not understand, especially a tragedy or something that was extremely difficult for us until we've walked through our lives away from that experience and begun to see the wisdom or the divinity in it. We can begin to unpack what we learned, how we're different. And if things hadn't lined up in our lives the way that they did, it would be more difficult for us in other ways. So I like to say that we are all traveling this universal road together, and the universe has a primary purpose, which is the highest good for the greatest number. And your intuition is a collaborator in that endeavor. So even if it's not possible to 
torque life, bend the river, make things go the way you want them to go, there will always be support for the emotional and spiritual toll that these kinds of experiences take. Because I am not trying to minimize how deeply we can struggle and suffer, not only to make sense of our lives, but to live our best lives as well. That's why I'm not a fan of practitioners or systems of thought that make it seem super easy. Like all you have to do is say these words or believe this thing or fill in the blank. Life is much more challenging and complicated than that. So that's why it's helpful to have somebody else look at the things that you're going through from an intuitive perspective, but sort of an outsider's perspective too. Although the one limitation that a really good intuitive will have is that we care. We really want you to have the best outcome possible. And so we're looking and listening for any kind of guidance that's coming through that you might be missing that will get you through whatever it is and help you basically make it as good as you can. And if you need support, a really good intuitive will point you in the direction of ways that will make this a little bit less steep, whatever hill you're climbing. So that's the primary reason why it's difficult to read for oneself. And also, I'll say one thing too. Well, hang on one second. Hold that thought. (laughs) I'm getting ahead of myself. The other reason why it's difficult to read for oneself is because we don't really have a vocabulary to talk about intuition in our society. And that's because of the context in which we've placed intuition. The primary context that we've placed intuition in is that it's rare, unreliable, and dangerous. So if you've heard me say this before, please forgive me. I'm just going to go over them one more time. We believe that intuition is rare, meaning not that many people are intuitive. And if they are intuitive, they're also pretty weird or eccentric if you're trying to be more polite. And that even intuitive people are just not the people that you trust, right? They're standing outside what is normal. So that's a bind that we put ourselves in. The next piece of that context, unreliable, is one that is really problematic because even if we are lucky enough to hang on to an intuitive piece of ourselves past school age where it gets drummed out, and I'm not saying school is bad, I'm just saying that the things that we prioritize learning do not include any kind of intuitive skills whatsoever. So even if we do have a relationship with our fledgling intuition, we tend not to trust it when we actually are getting messages and feelings. So we tend to want it to make sense right away. And we also believe that intuition is dangerous, meaning literally dangerous. Religious communities find intuition to be morally dangerous, and intellectual communities tend to think that people who are intuitive are maybe on the cusp of mental illness, or at least, at the very least, emotionally immature. And I'm downplaying this. There are some people who really believe those things fully, that people who listen to their intuition and trust it or talk about it should be considered to be unwell. 
So that's the problem. We don't talk about it. We marginalize it and it stays in the margins because we're afraid of it. And trying to pull it out of the margins one hunch at a time, I consider to be an act of bravery. And there may be no braver act in terms of being a fully actualized human being, at least from my perspective. So what we're going to do throughout our episodes is talk a little bit about how we actually make it safe for ourselves to have an intuitive experience, feel that intuitive experience, pick it apart for what its messages are. But to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to explain how some of it works. I'm going to give you some tools, some words, some ways to understand it. So the first thing that I want to talk about is that intuition arrives in ways that sometimes feel like zaps or pings or a tap on the shoulder, you know, like very something very quick that catches our attention. And sometimes we get downloads, meaning we have a very detailed dream or we're meditating and information starts to rise to the surface or we're in a situation and we suddenly and without provocation, without wondering or asking, in other words, know things about the person who's standing in front of us or the way something is going to unfold or the best decision to make in a situation. Those kinds of heavier gifts, because they are very, very, very good to have and they're very beneficial and they're very lovely and they can also feel miraculous, those come kind of more fully developed or fully formed. So if you want to start noticing when you're having an intuitive experience, you can attach these different words to it. You can say, well, that kind of felt like a zap or I got a ping or something. So I'll give you an example of a quick one. I got something in the mail. I think it was from Chewy or one of those dog places. And it was in a small box. And so I opened the box. I took the medicine out or whatever the item was for my doggy. You know, what I normally would do is break down the cardboard and put it in the recycling. And I thought, I need to hang on to this. And it was one of those days where I was whirling around trying to get a whole bunch of domestic stuff done. So I didn't really have time to flush out, like, why? Why do I want this box, this box, this small cardboard box? But I put it aside and thought, okay, whatever. You guys should also know that like, I don't spend a lot of time trying to unpack these things because I'm an intuitive, so I trust when they come. But what I'm trying to do is sort of put it through the filters for you so you can see how it unfolds. So fast forward a few days, and I opened the dishwasher to unload the dishwasher, and a mason jar had completely shattered. It broken into like five or six pieces. So here's this broken jar, actually too sharp to throw back for sea glass. Someone could get hurt. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, I have that box. It's the perfect size. I put the mason jar pieces in the box. I taped it up and then I put it in the recycling so no one would get hurt. And it was a very small way that a zap turned into the highest good for the greatest number, right? So the thing that goes along with zaps that's also really important to remember is that 
the little things add up to the big things. So if you listen only, or if you're waiting only for a big download to come through, Susan, I want you to become a golf professional, written in lipstick before your eyes in the bathroom mirror, then that kind of stuff isn't going to happen very often if you're unwilling to listen to, put this box aside, you're going to need it later. I think one of the real roadblocks to intuition is because we don't want to trust it right away. That we want it to make sense. And that's the whole part about why it's unreliable. We put it through the ringer, expecting intuition to be like logic. And they operate differently. They're not enemies, but they operate differently. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you a story or two. I definitely have a few about what happens when you decide, I'm not going to do that anymore. Friends, are you dying to ask me a question? Is there something from your life you'd like to put under the intuitive lens? Or maybe you have a story that you want to share about how your intuition helped you in a particular situation and how to keep your intuitive growth going. If you're curious about anything intuitive from my life or yours, then email me and we'll consider it for an upcoming feature we'll workcast called Everyday Intuition in Real Life. This is a segment we'll bring to you in future episodes where you get to ask me anything. And I do mean anything. Your questions will all be kept anonymous. So please reach out to me through my website, www.susangorman.net. Okay, so the first story that I have for you is, for me personally, it was a real turning point in that I stopped trying to make my intuition make sense before I listened to it. And this goes way back, way, way back to the 90s. You want to go back to before the internet, practically before email and cell phones. I know it's hard to imagine, but I had a friend who had had her luggage lost and had some valuables in it. And the airline gave her two free tickets to anywhere as a way of compensating her. So we decided, she was very generous and said, why don't you come with me? We'll go to Seattle for the weekend. Also in the 90s, remember, Seattle was a very cool place to visit. So we were like, great. So she booked this flights and we booked a hotel and we started you know, just basically getting excited. I think it was about six weeks away. As the time came closer and closer, I started feeling very uncomfortable about going on this trip. And I couldn't figure out why at all. I just knew we're not supposed to do this. And so I think I waited until it was two weeks before we went, plenty of time to cancel everything. But I finally fessed up and said, you know, I just can't do this. I'm not getting a great feeling about it. So I just want you to put yourselves in that spot, right? Can you say that to the people in your life? Can you actually back your intuition up like that? It's hard, especially if you think that intuition is something that's rare and reliable and dangerous. If you can't come up with what you think is a good, valid reason to listen to it ahead of time, right? It's more challenging. So we canceled everything. We didn't go. And 
Our sources for information at that time were TV news and newspapers. And that's what we scoured. We couldn't find, you know, luckily there was no air traffic accidents, no plane crashes. We didn't know what would have happened at the hotel. We could speculate maybe a little bit, like maybe there would be someone at the bar who was a roofie professional. (laughs) Maybe there would only be cold water in the hotel. Maybe there was going to be a car accident. To this day, I have no idea. It could have been something personal between me and the friend. Maybe the friendship couldn't weather travel together. I'm not sure. It was a good idea. And then it became not a good idea. And for me, it was a real turning point because I decided, listen, I'm doing this work in the world and I'm telling people all the time to listen unconditionally. And I have to back that up. And I have to do it whether I understand why or not. And I encourage you guys to do the same. If you wait for your intuition to make sense before you listen, then what you're going to have is a lot of experiences where you should have listened or where you could have listened. And the good news about that is that it will basically give you enough life experience so that then you can begin to start trusting it no matter what, because at least for you, you'll be able to say, well, there's this one time, or there were these two times when I didn't listen and I should have. When we don't listen, a lot of us will find that our bodies become really out of balance. We can get sick, we can have pain, we can have stress in ways that there seemingly is no cause for. And that's because our intuition is telling us to listen to it. And there's lots of different ways that intuition shows up in the body, and that we will do a whole episode on intuition in the body. So what do you guys think of this? Have you been in that situation where you've been embarrassed by your intuition or have had a zap that you didn't listen to because you thought, well, this is nuts? Or have you been pushed by your own self to listen to your intuition. That's why it can be complicated. And that's why it's great that there are people like me in the world who are willing to help you tease it all out because I've been there myself personally too. So that's all for this week. It's kind of a lot to think through and decide what you feel about it. Let me know your thoughts. I love talking to you guys about the podcast and thank you so much to everybody who's reached out to me with comments and questions and telling me you love it. I mean, I have to admit that's kind of fun. Take care. I'll see you in a couple weeks. And that's it for this episode of Everyday Intuition. If you enjoyed the show, remember to subscribe to us on whatever podcast app you use. It's the best way for other people to find it, and we so appreciate you helping us get the word out. Also, we love your shares on Instagram and Facebook about what you loved, something that made a difference for you in your life, or an aha moment. Remember to tag me at Susan Gorman Intuitive and use the hashtag EverydayIntuitionPodcast. Thanks for tuning in, and I'll be back in a couple of weeks.